This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about how Aaron has contracted the swine flu, the loss to the Panthers game, the uh, injuries amongst the Redskins, and some diamond dude that wants to buy the team. We got Rigo calling out Zorn on YouTube, Tom's trivia, all this and much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, y'all? Yo, yo, yo. All right. What's happening? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, y'all? We did say uh, live with Aaron, Josh, and John, but actually, if you haven't been on the website, harryhogfootball.com, you may not know this, but Aaron, uh, poor soul, has uh, contracted contracted the H1N1. Which stands for Harry one, I don't know something NFC, not good one, not good. Yeah, Aaron's got the plague, so he's not going to be here this week. But we uh, we are forging yeah. on without him, and he is here in spirit. Um, this said, let's. Uh, what do you say we kick right into the uh, horrible loss? The horrible loss down oh, in Carolina. Dear, dear. Once again, Harry Hog Football went on the road for our yearly road trip because we hate going to FedEx nowadays. And uh, once again, the Redskins managed to uh, snatch defeat. They uh, saying that right? Snatch defeat away from <laughs> so the jaws. We, of I think we get the idea, and I think those jaws had panther whiskers hanging off of them too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you know, I, I I must say though, being at that, yeah. they have a nice stadium there in Charlotte. I, I I give them that. That was a nice. I I can't say anything bad about our trip to Charlotte except for that we, we damn did. lost another game we should have won. Stadium was nice. The people yeah. were extremely friendly. Um, we did have tickets on the club level, so it was, you know, it was a little more posh than we were used to. Like, you walk up, you know, you're going up the little switchback stairway, the concrete, and you go up a few levels, and I'm like, dude, I think those are our seats over there. And there's these huge, like, these really, really big doors, like double doors, and they're metal, and above it, it's like 300 level or whatever it was. And there's, like, security people standing there. We go up and show our tickets. They're like, okay, and you open up these big old, these, like, big-ass metal doors, and you're expecting to see, like, a loading dock area or something, and instead it's like, <laughs> It's like carpeted and etched glass, and and like the cheerleaders know, like, are hanging out in there. You're like kiosks, like like you look like you're, yeah, and you look like you know instead of going to like the beer vendor, it's like you're walking into it's, a little. It was mini almost kind of like you're something. in the airport all of a sudden. Which, yeah, yeah, it was almost nicer. like that, but yes. nicer. Like the airport smell wasn't there. Uh, yeah, and everyone was friendly and. Yeah, and there were TVs all over the place showing the game coverage and all we this did, stuff. We, and, we, we have know. to report on this, John. We have to report and, on and this, that um, you know there were discrepancies in beer prices around the ring, so to speak. Um, we've ta- and we're wondering if this, this is, is just true. a thing at every stadium. But uh, like the first the first beverages were, what, what, what did we say, John? They were like seven fifty, then suddenly you were getting them for six twenty five. I think it was seven fifty right. for the first ones that you got, and then you got them for six twenty five, right? And then I went and got them for five fifty or something like that. Mm-hmm. They, they kept going down. Yeah, 
Yeah, it just depended on on where you got the beer and if you got a glass or cup of beer or if you got a bottle or if you got an aluminum bottle. Anyway, all all in all, it was definitely cheaper every single time Absolutely. than it would be at FedEx. They were nice. And the people were all nice. And so we'll go on the record and apologize for plus. Aaron becoming belligerent in the fourth quarter. Um you know, to to all of the surrounding fans and and those folks <laughs> who might be listening that happen to uh, hook us up with these wonderful club level seats. We appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll apologize for him. He 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 is a he doesn't really have swine flu. He's <laughs> we really cut him off. We cut him off for really. at least one but, episode. Yeah, yeah. He got Aaron got very upset about the uh, the the muffed punt, basically. Where I think it was Randall L back there. I can't remember who was back there, but Byron Westbrook, who plays special teams pretty much exclusively because <laughs> he sucks. Um, was wrestling with a player from the Panthers, and the two of them ran into the uh, the punt returner, causing the ball to be muffed, and it bounced off Byron Westbrook's leg, and the Panthers got the ball and then went on to score. Um, and Aaron was completely angered at the fact that they didn't call fair catch interference. However, the rule is that you cannot block a stationary player into the punt or the kick returner. Um, who calls fair catch. If someone's standing there, you can't block him into him while he's standing there. But if two guys are actively blocking each other, like those two were, Westbrook and the defender from a, or the player from Carolina, that is completely legal. And Danny Smith, actually, the special teams coach, actually came out this weekend and said that they practice that exact same kind of play in practice every week. This would be Danny Smith, the only coach that seems to have his act together with the Washington that was Yeah, that was good coaching on the part of the Panthers, uh, um, special teams, you got you got to give them that because I'll tell you, I'll tell you, we was heads we, up were, we were mildly and confused. West- I think everybody was in the stadium for a good three, four solid minutes there. Um, I haven't gone back to look, but I'd like to go back and oh, watch absolutely. the game now on the TiVo and see, uh, you know, see what they did during that time because there was a lot of time where the refs were just talking back and forth to each other about that. Well, I don't know if the rule was recently changed or not. I think it was, and I think it's a bad change. I don't think it was a smart change. But by rule, the ruling that they eventually came up with was correct. And, uh, yeah, I think it just took them a while to make sure that they got the ruling right, especially with the challenge and all that other stuff. But, uh, yeah, we were upset. Aaron was more upset than us. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we apologize for his belligerence. In the area. He wasn't horrible or anything. He wasn't an Eagles fan. But, uh, yeah. yeah. He was a little over the top. Um, but he'll be okay. He'll be okay. He'll be okay. Um, yeah, and we'll be glad to, be glad so to have him Speaking of the loss to the Panthers, yeah, dude. Lost to the Panthers. Yeah, we'll be we'll be glad to have Aaron back next week. The Sons, the swine flu. Um yeah, he sounded pretty bad today. We know already one of his kids has got it. They've pretty much uh, dissected the house, uh, split it down the middle, and Aaron's got the kid that's sick, and his wife has got the kid that's not sick. So it was pretty much a foregone yep. conclusion that Aaron was going to get sick. And we'll see how it susses out out there. In any event, um, he did give me his uh, game ball. He didn't give me a <clears throat> kick in the ball, so we'll make one up for him. <laughs> All right. So, dudes, the loss to the Panthers, well, dudes, Josh, the Royal dudes, um, the loss to the Panthers, 
I knew in the second quarter when we gave up that safety, I said, oh boy, this is it. This is it. Because I don't know what that bonehead play was, but I mean, he got he got tackled like eight yards deep in the end yep. zone. And and just long story short, I think Zorn, yeah, Zorn is a. Uh, <laughs> I think he needs to be cut. I don't care who they Seriously, put in as, co- as head coach at this point. I don't care. It could be Greg. I don't talk to the media. Blosh. Um, it could be the Sherman Lewis guy that they brought in as a spy. Um, it, it, yeah, Terry Rubisky, that'd be great. Anybody. John Riggins would be fantastic, maybe. Maybe Sonny Jurgensen. Um, you know what? Maybe the Danny should just put on a, a windbreaker and get down there and do it himself since he seems to think he knows um, anything dude. about football. And, and But Jim Zorny's making the same stupid mistakes about clock management, timeouts, two-minute drills, things like that. He's making the same mistakes that he made at this time last year. He hasn't learned from well, his I mistakes mean, at all. I think it's obvious. I thought it was obvious before this, you know, at three games into the season. He's not He's not a good head you coach. You know what? I, at least not yet. And I know a lot of great head coaches were not good the first time, but he's, you know, this is his first time and he's not good at all. He definitely needs to be cut because he is just, his decisions are so boneheaded. It, it, it's, it's, um, I gotta say that I was okay with, uh, I was okay with the call. Where he um, he actually had Jason Campbell do the quarterback sneak out of the end zone, um, you know it, that was kind of interesting there, and and it, and it worked. It got him out of there what three or four yards. That was I was okay with that. But but after that, that stretch yeah. off tackle to the right, yeah, with with uh, Portis. I mean, what was that? What was that? Yeah, it was it was ignorant. It was ignorant, especially knowing the ridiculous the, the the state of the offensive line at that point. The state of the offensive line um, at that point was Samuels was out and Mike Williams, who had started at right yeah, guard. Yeah, guard. He's not. A, well, no, he was still there, but they brought him brought him Will Montgomery. To why, be did the left do, why did they do? Why did they do that? I don't understand yeah. that. I don't get it. I don't know. Obviously, Chad Reinhardt. Chad, Chad Reinhardt came but, back in later in the game, dude. They didn't have anybody so else. So they were just like, ah, throw Chad Reinhardt in. All right, before we go any further, let's officially let's officially go into the kicking the balls. Um, so uh, here we go. It's time for this week's kicking the balls award. Let's do the kick in the ball award. All right. So who's it going to be? Who's it going to be right. for you, John? Well, let's see. We, um, I'll go ahead and go first. I guess my kick in the balls goes to uh, Jim Zorn for being just an ignorant bonehead. Bad play calling, bad clock management, burning timeouts on first down. I mean, <laughs> what what the hell is going on? It's 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 like. Like I said earlier, he's not learning from his mistakes. He's not getting better. And I, I'm done with Zorn. And I know it all starts at the top. We've all hated the Danny for a long time, and we've talked about that on this station, on this station with our podcast for years now. But, uh, yeah, Zorn has got to go. Cut. Cut. Well, you know, I, we, may have a, 
I don't know about uh, Aaron's. But I think we're going to have a unanimous kick because I was going to give a, a kick to Zorn as well for the play calling. I just thought it was horrendous. And uh, I, I don't know what Zorn can do at this point in time, if anything, to to remedy this. Uh, I don't know what he can do to save face, to save his own career uh, in Washington or elsewhere. I think he's going to take that with him wherever he goes. Um I just think it's it's not looking good for Zorn yeah. and 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 like you said, John, it all starts at the top. Um, and his hands have been tied somewhat, I'm sure. But uh, there are there are decisions. Yeah, by not drafting an yeah, offensive there are decisions for the last three years. There, except for and, Reinhardt, and you know, I feel bad for the guy because you know I think we've all been in a situation where you've been handed a deck of cards and you've got to deal with you you know you got to play what you're dealt. Um, and and that's kind of what he's uh, that's that's kind of yeah, what he's dealing yeah, exactly. with in some ways. But at the same time, he has made some really poor decisions on the field, play calling. And I don't know if this is why. And we talked about this. They brought in this other Sherm, you know, consultant, uh, offensive consultant, to help take some of the some of the responsibility right. off Jim Zorn. But regardless of that. Regardless, he's got to get a big kick this week because he obviously had something to do. It, I mean, please, somebody call and tell me that it was somebody else that made those decisions to call those plays so we can let up on Jim Zorn. I think it was Jim nope. Zorn. And there's the kick. Yeah, I don't think anyone is you know questioning he's a nice guy and all that stuff and he's got a great mind, but he is not inspiring. He is not a good leader of an entire team. Let him coach quarterbacks, maybe be an offensive coordinator one day, and maybe he'll get another shot another day. I mean, Bill Belichick sucked ass when he was in Cleveland, and we know cameras. what he did in New England. It's all so in the far. cameras. Um, so, who knows? But I don't really <laughs> see that happening with him. And we will talk um, We will talk more about Zorn. Now, Aaron's cut, I'm sure it would be Jim Zorn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Aaron's cut, I, I'm, I'm sure it was Zorn. But, uh... Aaron's kicking the balls is going to be uh, – I think Aaron's kicking the balls needs to be to himself. <laughs> uh, you mean for his fourth – And not because he has the swine flu, but because he was not able to control himself from dropping F-bombs. And other bombs. Among other things, with, with, with small wee yeah. ones behind him. So, and, and that's why we apologize for, for that uh, at the yeah, end for him. So, and we'll move on from there and uh, – Hopefully that won't that won't happen again. Yeah. So Aaron, you, you just kicked yourself. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it will happen again. Won't happen again. It won't happen again. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that Eagles game we went to like five or six years ago, where uh, he almost got into it with some Eagles fans. You remember that? Yeah, we had to actually uh, we had to we had to simmer down a situation. We almost had a uh, fist fight with a couple of Eagles fans. Um, but they did badmouth Daryl right. Green. So anyway, yeah. moving on. I think they started it. But anyway, we moved. We, you know, we we that was diffused. I can safely say that we're we have never been in any kind of physical altercation at a game, and hopefully that That's will right. be the case forever. Um, and uh, we would like to yeah. give a good shout out to uh, to Bruce and everybody uh, down in Charlotte who hooked us up with uh, and and Carrie uh, who hooked us up with the. Uh, the awesome seats for the game, as as um, heartbreaking of a game as it was, uh, we appreciate uh, all of the ho- hospitality right. and, and everything that you guys provided. So that's great. Um, 
some wonderful southern That's hospitality. Right. We had some really good wings over at the Moosehead Grill. They, we asked them to be our sponsor this week. That was about the only good thing I got to say about the Moosehead Grill, though. Dude, I got to say about the Moosehead Grill. I think that was about the only good thing there. Like, the wings were great, but they had, like, these little baby <laughs> American-sized pint glasses. They didn't. I don't even think they were American-sized pint glasses. They looked like they were smaller than that. Because I've got a couple of those in my cabinet, like, stashed in the back. Um, but, you know, they're I, really small beers. And, you know... The atmosphere was was less than inviting, but the wings were damn good. So if you're ever down there and you're in the hotel and you need Moosehead Grill, and tell them that they uh, they need to sponsor Harry Hog Football because we know they're Redskins fans. As a matter of fact, you guys, you and Aaron ate those wings two nights in a row. We all ate them the first night. Second night, you guys ordered them again, and I actually had them the third morning. I just uh, want to say though that because I picked them up for you that second (laughs) night and dropped them off at the hotel. The uh, that when I went to pick them up, the place was right. full of Redskins fans. So I just wanted to let you guys know that. Yep, it was nice. They still no. had their jerseys on from the game, so we were commiserating. Solid. Uh, right. Moving on to game balls. Let's go officially into the game balls right here. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. Game Ball Awards. All right. This is a tough one. Tough one, huh? Tough it's one. a tough one. It's 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 a tough one. Um, um, would you like to go, go ahead? ahead. Or you, want you got to it. Do, uh... All right. Well, let's see. I'm gonna go defensive on mine. Um, I'm gonna go with Andre Carter because he finally stepped up and made some plays. His official line for the game was a, uh, I think two and a half sacks, 17 yards, forced to fumble, uh, one pass defended. Um, I believe, no, that wasn't the one. Golston is the one that at the beginning of the game, um, he had five tackles and assists, two and a half sacks for 17 yards, forced fumble, solid game from Carter. Um, I think the pressure from Hainsworth helped with that. Um, I hope if I, I, I really hope that's the case because Hainsworth is becoming less and less impressive every week, especially how he <laughs> rolls around on the ground and pretends to be hurt because he's tired. Just like he got called out for doing at the beginning of the year by someone from an opposing team. I can't remember who, but they totally called it right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Andre Carter had a very, very solid game. And yep. the Rackpo was pretty yep. decent as well. So my 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 game ball goes to go. Andre Carter. I still I think they need to be playing Rackpo at, at defensive end a lot more. Uh, put him at defensive end. Put him at defensive end and let the oh, boy hell play. Oh, yeah. That's what they need to do. Right, we may talk about that. During you know, the I'd go with that too, John. I, I was trying to find, trying to figure out who I would give a game ball to, and it was tough because everybody that I came across, I thought oh, I could give them a game ball, and then they do something stupid. Um, so it, it was like, well, if I give them a game ball, I got to <laughs> kick them because that sort of offset it. Um, but no, I think Carter had a great game, and I would, I would probably, uh, probably go there as well. Um, I typically go on the defensive side though, so I was trying to find somebody on the offensive side when she said that. Um, you know, I mean, there were certain, <laughs> we were talking about this. I don't think that Jason Campbell had a bad day. I mean, I thought that he had a good run there for a while when he threw like six or seven uh, completions in a row and was moving the ball right down the field. And I thought that, um, no, he didn't. He didn't have a turnover. Yeah. No turnover. Not he his got fault. sacked five times. 
because that's of that right. Makes you. Uh, I mean, for the line. given the circumstances with that, I don't think that he had a bad day at all. And a lot of people were like, "Campbell's out of here," and I was like, "Dude, you know, this is probably a, a halfway decent day if you really look at what he had to deal with." Um, and uh, but at the it's, same time, you know let what? me say I, about then, then yeah, somebody would do yeah. something stupid. I did watch him though, and it's like he wouldn't he wouldn't check down. It's like he would get focused on somebody, and somebody would be wide open. And and he wasn't even looking at him. So, you know, I don't know if the sacks were. Yeah, a big misnomer this week in the press. Uh, a big misnomer this week in the press was that uh, Chris Cooley was kept in for pass blocking most of the right. time after Samuels went down. And that's why he didn't get targeted a single time in the game. Like, he didn't even get thrown to. And that's that's very – that he only stayed in for, like, 20% of the plays after Chris Samuels was injured. So he was down there, and on your point that he didn't, uh, Campbell wasn't checking down. You're exactly right. I, Chris Cooley was open a number of times, and yeah. he just didn't hit him. Um, he didn't even see him. And and I mean, there were a number of other times too. So you know, I can't really give a game ball to Campbell, but I do think he had a good run, and and for dealing with the uh, uh, circumstances of the offensive line in front of him, I think he did okay. Um, but uh, I don't really know who's worth the game ball, so yeah. I'm just going to stick with you, John, yeah. and just give it to Andre Carter. I think that's All a right. solid choice, and I'm going to go right along with it. Right on. Now, Aaron did give me a, a game ball award for him, and this is going to be a surprising one. But his game ball is on the defensive side, but it's not for a play on the field. His game ball went to Carlos <laughs> Rogers. Why? Believe it or not. And it's because of what Carlos Rogers said in the press later on after the game, where he caught he is the first active player on the Redskins to call Dude, out really? Daniel Snyder. And I'm gonna read his quote from that. He totally called him out in the press. And you could tell, like as soon as he started saying it, like you could tell that his mind was saying, Oh, I can't believe you just said that and he's trying to like kinda kinda soften the blow of what he said, you know what I'm saying? Like you could almost tell his mind was going, Shut up, shut up, shut up as soon as he started saying it. Um so his quote was We've got a lot of things we need to iron out, a lot of problems. It's from personnel to coaches to whatever it is, there's a lot of things we need to iron out. And unless we address those issues and turn it around, we're going to be the same going up or down. It not only starts with the players, coaches, it starts with the ownership. They bring everybody in, and they've got last say-so of everything. So that's where it starts, I guess. And I think as soon as he got to that I guess part, it was just like, oh, crap, I can't believe I just said that. Because he went on a little bit, but that's that's the meat of, uh, of the quote right there. And I know D'Angelo Hall has come out and said a little bit about that, too, and a couple other players have off the record have started saying things about that that nature as well from what I've been reading in the Washington Post and whatnot. This week and on Yahoo Sports. Um, yeah, so Aaron gave his uh, game ball to Carlos Rogers for calling out the Danny. And we all know, well, may not know, this is uh, Carlos Rogers' last year on his contract. He was hoping for an extension. Um, and I think maybe they were going to give him one, but he kept <laughs> dropping the pen. But I have a feeling he just uh, worked his way out of Washington with that one. But we'll see because he nailed it right there on the head. Go. There you go. Good for good so for Carlos go. Rogers if he can just hang on to the ball. That would be uh <laughs> Yeah. Um speak, so speaking of the, the Danny, this kicks. is um okay, I guess go we'll ahead. go right go into ahead. the injury report here. 
Or do you want to you want yeah, to talk, talk, talk about Dan Snyder? Talking about him. Let's go into this. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of talk about Dan Snyder. A lot of people, right on. Um, you know, slinging a lot of mud uh, this week. And 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 it, dude, dude, all I want to say right now is to all you people out there, and and Josh, you're you're right there with it. All you people out there this week and last week who just started coming out going, oh, Daniel Snyder's a bad owner. Oh, Vinny Serrato's just a puppet. He's really just a yes man for Dan Snyder. We told you. We told you. We've been telling yep. you that for three years. Three years. We're in our fourth season, so I guess we're really going actually, into actually our fourth, we're going into our fifth with that. our fifth year, our fourth you. season. We've spanned five years, but only four seasons. So there you go. Um, yep. How about that? Dang. Um, but yeah, Dan Snyder. Uh, I mean, John, you put up a post on our website, HarryHogFootball.com. Uh, about don't give any more money to Dan Snyder. You know, don't buy tickets, don't buy parking passes. Wear your old jersey. You don't need the new one. You know, whatever whatever you can do to not give money. And and it's funny that this week, um, in saying that, a lot of people are coming out uh, in the press and otherwise, um, commentators and such, about how uh, Dan Snyder's got a big problem on his hands. He needs to go. Vinny Serrato needs to go. Jim Zorn needs to go. Um, of course, Dan Snyder owns a team. Or or at least Snyder needs to get rid of Serato and get a real GM that acts like a GM and isn't just a puppet for, you know, Daniel Snyder's fantasy football team that he owns that that that, that seems to be the way that he treats yep. this team and he always has. Even when he has this this fake GM, this vice president of player personnel but blah guy out there all he does everyone knows it in the league he's a joke well it's he's funny because you know dan snyder owns the team and and dan snyder can do whatever dan snyder wants to do with the team but i think that dan dan snyder has got this yeah, sure. um, uh uh Ruined some sort of friend deep friendship with Vinny serato and that's all fine and good when you're when you're old buddies um and we'll let we'll let uh we'll quote what john riggins said a little later on here but um the because uh, it, it was pretty darn funny, but Dan Snyder can do whatever he wants to do with the team, and uh, there is a guy, uh, Ron Mervis, who's the owner of Mervis Diamond Importers, um, and he has a son, John Mervis, and they've they've decided to uh, create this website uh, saying that he and his father, uh, this diamond importer, apparently is pretty wealthy. He and his father would be willing to try and purchase the Redskins. Um, apparently, if they were able to get, uh, I think it was 10,000 people to sign up on their website. Um, and, uh, and and again, what, what, what did you just say, John, about the whole Dan Snyder thing? <laughs> they stole our idea. <laughs> we, yeah, they totally stole our idea. We've been trying to do right. this since last year. If you guys each give $1 we to We will Harry buy the football. team and it will be yours. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of people out there oh, yeah. that would love to do this kind of thing. Um, and those guys are actually a little bit more <clears throat> active about it. But I think the it, yeah, basically you got to look at it realistically here. No. Dan Snyder's never going to sell the team and the team is never going to be great unless he puts a general manager in charge and gets his hands, gets his fingers out of the pies. You know what I'm saying? Quits making decisions, quits making personnel moves. We've been talking for three years about why we got to upgrade the offensive line. The last offensive lineman taken in the first three rounds, other than Chad 
cut Reinhardt was Derek Dockery in 03, and we let him go. Before that, it was Chris Samuels. That's three play, three offensive linemen in the first three rounds in ten yeah. freaking yeah. years. How are you going to build a team around a, a papier-mâché offensive line? But we've been talking about that. We've I'll tell you, though, if you look years. on the other side of the ball, the Redskins have um, have put some money into their defense. Uh, but primarily it's been in def- – It's put a ton in, of money you know, into the team in general. And, such. Um, and, of course, now we've got uh, Albert Hainsworth, and there's a chunk of change sitting, you know, rolling around on the on the ground like a something right there. Um, but uh, – <laughs> winded and such. such. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't even know where we were going with this. But but basically, Dan Snyder's not, not going to sell the team. I don't know. I, I think going back to the beginning of it. Yeah. Going back to the beginning of it, it's, you know, this is a philosophy we've actually been going with, is not buying new merchandise anymore. We gave up our season tickets. Um, and, and, you know, part of the reason we did, to be honest, is because, you know, the three of us, we live in Virginia, North Carolina, and Indiana outside of Louisville. Um, so it's really difficult to get together and get out to the games for the three of us, or even for the one of us, for the most part. And trying to resell the tickets online, you were selling them for a loss because people didn't want to pay that's money right. to go to see a crappy team. And that's really hit a crescendo this year. <clears throat> it, it started to last year, and I think the Steelers game was, was a big eye-opener. But it's going to look like that for the rest of the year this year. We're going to see a sea of green in two weeks. Like, we're lucky this weekend because the Chiefs game, they're almost the same colors. But two weeks from now, on it's either Sunday or Monday night um, against the Eagles. We're going to see a sea of green in that stadium because no one's going to show up to yep. see our crappy team play. But anyway, the point is, don't buy all the new stuff. Don't support the Danny. We love going to games on the road to see what people's the stadiums are like. What the atmosphere at and around games. the stadium is like, um, the fans that are from the other teams, and so far we've been what Cincinnati, right, and Carolina, and we've had two games snatched away from us at the last second, and everyone around us was nice before right. and afterwards. Um, I mean, don't try to tailgate in Cincinnati after the game because the homeless people come <laughs> out like like damn zombies. But in Charlotte, it's it's much different because the downtown is much much newer. You don't really have much of a homeless yeah. problem down there. We noticed. But uh, anyway, um, you know, enough said about that. We could and we could continue on in here. I mean, I don't know. What do you want to do next, John? You want to go into what John Riggins said? You want to take a little break right here, and then we'll come back after the break. Yeah, we'll come back after the break. We're going to talk about uh, John Riggins' latest video on YouTube. Apparently, he's been putting these out recently, and this one came out today. It was actually even it was featured. I heard it on talk radio today, and even ESPN featured a, a segment of it. We've got it right at the top of our website, HarryHogFootball.com, and we're going to talk about <laughs> about basically Riggo taking Zorn and Serato and Snyder behind the yep, woodshed nice. and paddling them. So we'll uh, we'll see Hard. you on the other side of the break with that in just about 30 seconds. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. We're 
Okay, and we're back. Welcome back. All right. Refreshed. Um, (laughs) So as John mentioned, uh, before... Before we went into I the feel break, uh, John Riggins, Riggo, the, uh, the the Mack truck, whatever you want to call the guy, um, as we knew. The, the diesel, diesel. The dude, diesel. The diesel. The diesel. The, the fourth and one yep. in the Super Bowl. The Hall of Famer. The man who, when he came back ten years later for like the reunion at, at – I can't remember. I think it was before the game. After he was the last one introduced, and he actually came out in full gear, yeah. like pads and everything, like everyone else is out there in like suits and overcoats and stuff, and he actually came out in nice. his old uniform, which is pretty sweet. The man, John Riggins, the man who could get a bowling alley shut down so he could go bowling naked, <laughs> except for in Cowboys. With an afro. Um <laughs> the man. So yeah, obviously, lots of great stories about John Riggins. Uh, of course, he has his own uh, show, um, and as he points out on his YouTube video, you can follow John Riggins on Twitter at isn't it at Riggo forty four at Riggo forty four Riggo uh, Riggo. So 44. anyway, there it is at Riggo forty four. But what does he say, John? You've got you've got a quote, right? What does he say? Well, well, come on. If you go to our website, harryhogfootball.com, we've got it right there on the website. And basically, he uh, he comes out. One of the first things he goes, he goes, all right, Linus, it's time <laughs> to get rid of the blanket. And, of course, he's referring to Snyder getting rid of his, uh, I think he called him his, his, Denny he Serato. Him his handball buddy. I don't know, was dude. It, it was hilarious, buddy? though. <laughs> yeah, Vinny Serato. I don't know. I hope he said racquetball, but handball would be funnier. And then he's like, he's like, Zorn, hold on. I'll get to you in a minute. Like, you stand over there while I ream this person, and then I'm going to take care of you while you cower in the he corner. Was like just, just he, was like Vinny, he was like, Vinny, you're... So, basically, he's like, Vinny, he says you love that radio. I'm, just go do radio. <laughs> I mean... You, you, yeah, yeah Vinny, just go do radio. Um, Zorn, you can coach Pee Wee. You can coach my kid in high school as much as you want, but you're not a good coach, and you're You're gone. already gone. He's like, but basically, you're gone. Which he says near the Whoa. end of the video, and you're just like, oh, man. Like, he's he's pretty matter-of-fact. But I think we'll stop it there so we can, you know, you want to go see the whole video. It's only two and a half minutes long. Um, it'll make your jaw drop because you're just like, wow, Riggins is not holding back. Riggo is there. He is, he is ready to go with that. So that's pretty good. And at the bottom of that article, it also has a, a link to a Washington Post article where uh, they did an interview. I can't remember who it was, but he did an interview with one of our favorite Redskins of all time. Right guard, number 77, Trey. When it's time to eat, I'm not a patient man, Johnson. The dude, if you guys don't remember him, he only had a few really great years. But man, when he was in his prime, dude would pull. And he it, it was like he, would, he was the best pulling guard I've ever seen in his prime. He would go downfield, and he would just knock out two or three guys. And he was like a steamroller. He'd just destroy. He'd, like, hit one guy and be like, where's the next one? Arr! And, like, like eat him up like the damn cookie monster. And then another one. Arr! And then he'd turn around and be like, oh, man, is the play over? I wanted <laughs> to hit someone else. Oh, yeah. He was fantastic. And he also had his uh his infamous quote in one of those really bad years with uh with our good old Norv Turner. Um he was interviewed after a game, and they said something or other, how do you feel about this game? And he goes, man, 
and he had to breathe between sentences because he was really big. He goes, man, we suck. <laughs> we suck. One of the best quotes I've ever heard. He was always straightforward. You knew you'd get the straight scoop from him. He was a great. And he has a great article. It, it, basically, he was – half of his career was under Jack Kent Cooke, and half of his career when he came back from a stint with the Browns was under the Danny. And he has great insight on how, what it was with both of them, a little bit on Norv Turner and his coaching, a little bit on – I can't stand to even barely oh, say his name. Steve ball Spurrier. Coach. Hate him. Um, and his uh, – Oh, ball stand. coach. Um, and uh, – Yeah, click, clack. He would have been perfect for a Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Oh, hate anyway, yeah, all sorts of insight on, on coaches and owners, and it's really good stuff. And he was always a great quote or seven when he was interviewed. So check that out. The link is right under the Riggins uh, video <laughs> on our website. Oh, man. Um, yep, so check that out. And by the way, if you're out checking out uh, our website at harryhawkfootball.com, also make sure you go check out uh, redskinsbook.com. It's the only social network um, dedicated solely to Redskins fans. Go check it out. It's totally free. Uh, it's brought to you by Harry Hawk Football, redskinsbook.com. Um, That's right. Yes, sir. And if you want to get to that, if you're on our homepage, you can go to the home drop box on the top left. There and you it's go. got a link to it right there. If, if, you, if you're having trouble spelling redskinsbook.com. <laughs> if you were it's like Redskins right and book. And then a dot com after it. Um, that said, uh, I guess I guess we go into Tom's trivia now. Um, you know, we usually have Aaron to to guide us. Oh, there you well, go. Yeah, let's go do for the it. injury report. We got to talk about that. Go for it. Injury really report with John. Stuff. Here we go. Yeah, this um, is the injury report with John. All right. I haven't well, got time for the pain. This is the injury report. I haven't <laughs> got time for the pain. <laughs> oh my damn! What arm. Do we got? All right, dudes, injury report this week. Um, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting when Aaron does mix this up, um, whether he's going to leave in our... our I'm our sure he will put in the regular, regular ones. ones. That'll be kind of fun to see. Here we go. Right here. Yeah, well, he does have he does have the swine flu, so he may not feel up to it. He may be like, forget about it, dude. Um, so anyway, the injury report, we talked about it earlier. You saw it in the game. Um Chris Samuels is out this weekend. Um, the injury that he has is is it's an injury to his neck. It's a stinger, and he's got a condition he's known about since high since high school called spinal stenosis. Okay, and spinal stenosis is a narrowing of the uh, it's a narrowing of the spinal canal, and apparently it's 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 pretty serious if you take a blow to the head or the neck area. Um, as you could say with, as he said, I think it feels kind of like lightning, like, like you get a shock through your body or like, like a shooting electrical feel almost. And, and, and damage can be very, very severe if you continue to, for football players, if you continue to play and to take damage to that part of the body, which is why Chris Samuels has that huge, you know, ironing board thing behind his head and that massive collar, like kind of pimp collar that he has around his neck. Um, but this is the first time apparently he's had injury problems with this in his pro career. Um, but basically, I don't know if you guys, when Sean Alexander was on the Seahawks, uh, former Redskin last year, boy, he do a lot. 
Um, when he was on the Seahawks and he was in his prime leading the NFL in rushing and all that stuff, Mac Strong was leading the way for him. And Mac Strong, as a Pro Bowl fullback, was one of the best at his position in the last 20 years, in my opinion. I remember uh-huh. him very well. I thought he was awesome. Um, and he had a stinger in a game. I I want to say it was last year, but it might have been two years ago. He had a stinger in a game, and they told him, they found out he had spinal stenosis, and they said, you know, to get the feeling back in your body, because he was having tingling and all this stuff, um, you know, and a little bit of numbness and stuff. They're like, if you don't play another game, you're going to heal up and you'll be fine. And he retired wow. that week, ending his wow. fantastic 15-year career. He was a great player. And even uh, Michael Irvin is a player. I hate to bring him up, but he's a player that suffered from that. And that was part so of the So do you think Chris Samuels is going to retire? Which I didn't know. I actually read do that on Redskins. you think Chris Samuels will retire? What's that? Um, I don't know. He's not playing this week, and they're going to see if he improves next week. If he's got, a, you know, if if the condition seems, if the flare up, the swelling, and everything is going down, and I mean, it's quite possible if he's not getting better that that could be the end of his career. I'm not saying it is. I'm not trying to throw that out there. Um, wow. But that is a possibility. Hopefully, the doctor he's going back to his doctor next Tuesday, and hopefully, the report will be good because we'd hate to see Chris Samuels have to. Go out on that kind of yep, note. Absolutely, that's for sure. Um, well, we we wish him the best. Um, other other injury notes we've got. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, hopefully we'll run into him down here in Virginia Beach, where I still live, because I know he has a house down here. I'll be like, dude, man, I want to run into him one day and be like, dude, man, you're so <laughs> awesome. Because I mean, if he can go another couple years and actually get some help on the O line, where he'll actually look good. I mean, he's 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 at that borderline Hall of Fame area now he's like a six-time pro bowler he's getting up there if he if he has a couple more years and of course i don't want him to play and have a chance of getting paralyzed or anything just for that but if he has a couple more years i mean he could be in a hall of fame position and i'd like to see that because dude's career has been rather stellar um anyway other injury notes philip daniels had a muscle and it had his biceps muscle torn torn from from the the bone. bone Now, normally you think that might end a season, like right off the bone, oh, like God. like eating a chicken wing. Um, you'd think that would end the season for somebody, but no, Philip Daniels says, that's okay, I'm going to keep playing. I think it's because he's 36 and he missed all last season from that injury on the first day of uh, camp. Last Dude, how year. does that work, though? Um, I don't foresee Philip Daniels being much of a... I, dude, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do that. Um, I don't. I don't think he's going to be much of an impact for the rest of the year, and I can see him going on injured reserve very quickly, I mean, maybe even during the bye week. Uh, Ronaldo Wynn has been re-signed. Um, they put that punter back on the practice squad after he cleared waivers, and it's possible he could come back because Hunter Smith is still nursing that uh, pull groin. Um, but we definitely need depth there now because you know Philip Daniels could play a play and be like, "Ow, my arm really freaking hurts." <laughs> so. We may, we may need that depth there. And alluding back to what you said way back, Josh, uh, earlier in the podcast, Arakpo needs to damn play defensive end. There you go. Quit playing him at linebacker. Get him in there. There you go. But, so anyway, on that note, um, yeah, Hunter Smith has a pull groin. Ronaldo Wynn is back. Hopefully they will cut someone like Byron Leftwich for his bonehead play last week. Um, I mean, how do you practice that and then get caught at the other end of it? 
That's that's just dumb. So, so yeah. Hopefully, because they're not going to cut Ronaldo win. They need the depth. Anthony Montgomery, defensive tackle, may be back. Not to be confused with Will Montgomery, the new right guard. Um, Albert Hainsworth rolled an ankle. Apparently, he's going to play. Cornelius Griffith is nursing a, a hurt elbow. Was it I like a burst of sack or something? Players. Um, that dude. I'm not sure. All I know is that Cornelius Griffin plays very hurt a lot, yeah. and he is one tough guy. And and man, I he's he's just a, an inspiration kind of guy because that guy he is always hurt, and he plays yeah. through some serious serious pain. Um, and the last one is Clinton Portis is hurt all over his body. Officially, it's a calf. We know he's <laughs> always hurt everywhere. So that is the latest on the. Uh, you mean that's. On the injury report, the only person that's out it, for dude, sure it's is only like Samuel. eleven people. Uh, you know, yeah, truly, the injury report is like I think twice as big as last week. The entire team. Um, yeah, <laughs> a fifth. Yeah, what seven people officially? I'd make that's a that that would be a. Uh, uh, we'll get seven. We'll get well. Get well, everyone. Uh, <laughs> we need, we need, uh, we need healthy players. I mean, gosh, we just need players at this point. Um, <laughs> we need a damn win. We're playing another, uh, another defeated if we give team them a win, sixth week in a row. Oh my gosh. We're if we playing give a team them a win, that hasn't won I just, a game. I don't even know. I can't, I can't imagine it. I'm telling you, if we give, and I like the way you say that, Josh, if we give them a win because this team That's is giving doing. away victories to other teams. We give them a win. It's it's going to be a sea, like I said, a sea of green on that that next game after the bye week with the Eagles. Oh it's going to be gosh. ugly for the rest of the year because I mean we've already been doing this for a couple of years, but people aren't going to go to the games. Why would you? We have been so strong of a fan base for so long, and the Danny has taken so much advantage of that for so many years, and it's you know the check is due, you know, or the bill is due. You've done nothing for the fans. Yeah, all right. I'm not going to keep going yep. off about that. We've done that over and over it's again. Time for Tom's I trivia. Guess it's time for Tom's uh, trivia. We'll get right here. Going into Tom's trivia, by the way, Tom apologizes uh, for not making the trivia last week. We did have a trivia last week, um, uh, wanting to know how many times in Harry Hog football podcast history um, have has the same player both gotten the game ball and the kick. And um, I did not receive any answers. Tom did not let me know that he received any answers. Therefore, I can only assume that no one has answered that question. So let's just consider that a bonus question. I thought you were going to say, therefore, I can assume. There you go. There, the that three no of you that are listening it. didn't feel like going back through all 185 episodes. Um, so if, uh, yeah, I mean, really, yeah, you know, I don't know it's what's like up with that. You guys are lazy. You, you can listen for two weeks straight almost. Um, if uh, if anybody knows the answer to that, we'll leave it hanging out there as a bonus question. It could be a tiebreaker later on. So you know. Start, uh, Ooh, start a refresher. Dude, that's a good one. Um, but we're going to go right into Yeah, let's make that the tiebreaker in case we get to the end because, you know, we've got some right. nice prizes coming um, We're going to go right into Tom's – yes, we're going to go into Tom's prize. trivia right here, and we'll be right back after that. Hey, guys, here's another episode of Tom's Trivia. Sorry for missing last week. I kind of goofed on it. Keep track of what day it was. Monday, really. Um, well, unfortunately, last week's game was horrendous, so we're in a world of hurt, but hopefully, uh, 
Hopefully something will spark under the team and will improve. Alright, well the question from before was a pretty vague one. It was about the in response to losing Detroit who had lost 19 in a row. What is uh, what I thought was a worst sort of losing stat in relation to the Cowboys that I, I thought was worse than losing Detroit. Um, I know it's a very vague question and a lot of you uh, came in with the answer about the uh, Redskins losing was it 13 or 14 to Dallas, something like that, which was obviously terrible and something we'd want to get rid of, but that's not the answer. Fortunately, the, 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 vaguity, uh, or the vagueness of the uh, question, someone got it right first, so it makes life a lot easier. But the answer is basically in relation to the Dallas Cowboys at the end of Tom Landry's career and the start of Jimmy Johnson. Dallas had lost in 1988, went 3-13 where they lost 10 in a row, then beat the Redskins, and then lost the last game of the year. And then the following season, they went 1-15 with their one win against the Redskins. And that was 1989. They won their opener in 1990. So the point is, the last 12 games of 1988 and all of 1989, that covers 28 games, Cowboys won two, both against the Redskins. That's hideous. And you remember, that is the fact that the Redskins are actually relatively good. And they're coming off the Super Bowl in 88, and then um, I guess 89. They end up not being great, but they weren't what they are now. So, just a terrible, terrible streak against the Cowboys there. They were an awful, awful team. So, but Alex in Baltimore got that one right. And he got it right first before people started answering about the uh, other streak. So, he gets full credit. Um, sorry for the vagueness of that question. I will promise to be better about uh, asking specific things. Which leads me to this week. I got two questions because I missed last week. So, in response to the game against Tampa, in which the Redskins beat Josh Johnson in his first start in the NFL, the question is, when was the last time the Redskins beat the quarterback making his first start in the NFL prior to the Tampa game? And for this week, this is in response to the Redskins having a 17-2 lead against the team and then losing. This one's actually going to be a two-part question. The first question is, when was the last time Jason Campbell, as a starting quarterback, had a 15-point lead in a game? Unfortunately, it's been a long time. The 15-point lead, Jason Campbell, starting quarterback. I don't mean a 15 points specifically, it's just any lead of 15 points or more that the Redskins have had. One, one last time Jason Campbell had that as a starter, and two, what uh, was the last time the Redskins as a team had a 15 point or more lead and lost the game. Alright. And the second part of the question is, when was the last time the Redskins had a 15 point lead against any opponent and lost the game? Not a good thing. Redskins are in a world of hurt. Uh, let's hope, I keep saying this is rock bottom, and it seems like it's a little bit worse, but uh, let's hope we can turn this thing around and salvage something for this year and make it feel better about next year. Uh, although it's still relatively early in the season, um, two wins right now leading into the bye would, would make things feel a lot better. But obviously no one can expect two wins when they're having trouble beating some of the worst teams in football and losing some of the worst teams in football. Alright, well hang in there, Hail the Redskins.
Okay, so if you know the answer to Tom's trivia, um, by the way, con- uh, congratulations to uh, who was it in Baltimore? I think you said was our uh, was our winner this week. Anyway, congrats on that. Um, sounds like uh, sounds like David from Michigan has got I, some I competition. Uh, so uh, keep it up, keep it up. Some solid competition solid. this year um, in the Tom's trivia realm. So to speak, if you know the answer to Tom's trivia this week, actually there were two questions this week. Tom All put right. in two questions since he missed last week. So wow, it's like super bonus round here. If you know the answer to Tom's trivia bonus. to both of those questions or one of them, go ahead and send the answer in to Tom at HarryHogFootball.com. Uh, that's T O M for those of you who cannot spell at HarryHogFootball.com, right. and that is spelled how, John? That is H-A-R-R-Y, hogfootball.com. We used to do that every episode. I know. Um, Great. So if you know the answer, Tom and Harry Hogsfootball.com. We used to Uh, bring that back. All right. So, you know, here we are, and we're going into a game, like you mentioned, against the uh, Chiefs this week. Um, You know, they are an 0-5 team, and this is the the biggest undefeated team that we've played at this point. Um, Or, excuse me, the biggest defeated team. That we've played. So uh, <laughs> I can only see us giving them a really big victory. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't ah, know. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Going to the game, it, the preview on it, uh, it's a 1 o'clock game. It's on CBS. Maybe we'll get really lucky and get, get uh, Gus Johnson on there if the Redskins make some good plays because, man, no one gets more excited than Gus Johnson. It's like watching a game. You know, and you're you're you and your friends are the announcer, except he's able to keep his cool and actually tell you what's going on <laughs> while he's screaming at the top of his lungs. He's fantastic. Um, it's one o'clock game. I'm not sure who the announcers are. You can probably go to awfulannouncing.com and find that out. That's where I usually look myself. Nice. nice. And uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up for 186. Uh, Aaron should be back next week once he's over the plague, and hopefully we'll get to talk about a Redskins victory. Over the Chiefs, um, and uh, boy, I really, really hope so because we really need that. Especially we got Philadelphia the week after that on the Monday night game, and then we get the bye, and you know that might be the time when we'll when Jordan we'll goes see. Bye-bye. Between now and we'll then, see. make sure you're logging onto the website, uh, commenting on any uh, any of our posts there. If you haven't joined Harry Hog Football, it's totally free. Go to HarryHogFootball.com. Uh, it takes about thirty seconds to register, dude. Uh, so go ahead and do it. Um, you can also go to redskinsbook.com yes, and get on the only social network dedicated solely to Redskins fans. Again, all free to you. Uh, we don't keep your info. We don't spam you or any of that stuff. That's right. It's all free, free, free all the way around. And, we, yeah, we don't do spam. We don't, we, we don't send you any email unless you send us an email. We usually respond right. or, or mention it on the website. Um, and speaking of that, I think there was an email from Big Boy, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, that Aaron had gotten or had been uh, checking out. And I, geez, I can't remember. I think he was saying basically that he's sticking with the Redskins through thick and thin, like we are. You know, boycott the Danny. Don't, don't, right. di- don't bail on the team. You know, maybe he'll get it right one day. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, stick with the team and, and that he was sticking with the team and that his sister was looking at bailing. And, uh, dude, stick with it, man. I mean, 
a lot of people I know, a good friend of mine is like, man, they're going on strike until Zorn is fired. And I'm like, one, Zorn's not the main problem. But yeah, he needs to go. And two, you, you know, going on strike in his... <clears throat> His way of going on strike is starting to root for another team, and and I I can't do that. I can't say, well, screw it, I'm going to root for Carolina now, or I'm going to root for Tampa Bay now, and then when the Redskins are good again, then I'm going to go back and root for them, dude. That that is the definition of a fair weather fan. Times are tough in Redskins Nation and Harry Hog Nation, but dude, you got to stick with your team. It it could be worse. We could be the Raiders. I it it can't get much lower than it is now, and I think I think hopefully it's going to get better because Dan Snyder is he's got to do something. Yeah. He's got to do something more than just the coach. And you know if he doesn't do something about getting rid of uh, his cousin Vinny, that's right. Then we'll have to cross that bridge when we get to it. But stick don't with your be team. A fair stick with your, stick team. with your team. Uh, Will said. But don't buy any new merchandise or pay for tickets or any of that crap. Don't stuff the Danny's coffers. That's right. Hit them in the pocketbook. That's where it hurts. I cannot wait to see the list from Forbes next season that comes out because you know <laughs> the Redskins are going to drop like a rock. They've already gone down. I forget what the poll is, but I heard it online. The Redskins went from like ninth uh, most uh, popular franchise in America in football wow. to 17th since wow. last season. We're going to be dropping like a rock now, and that's going to hurt Danny in the pocketbook, and that's the only thing he understands because wow. he sure as hell doesn't We're going to be like football. the Houston Texans used to be or something. Um, <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, if, you're, if you're hanging out this week, like you got anything to say about the Redskins, uh, follow us on Twitter at Harry Hogg. Uh, shout out to everybody that's following us on Twitter. Uh, thanks for posting uh, posting comments to us and, and whatnot. Uh, shout outs to Tony and Alex and Nico and Kyle Scoop, yes, Lamont, Ricky, uh, all those guys. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, at, uh, follow us at Harry Hogg on Twitter. Um, and I guess that's about it, right, John? That about wraps it up. Yep. I think that wraps it up. Um, it was supposed to wrap it up a few minutes ago, but I went off on a little tirade. Like yep. I'm off, uh, I often do. So we're definitely I'm done. All right, we're done. Well, uh, done. you know how we you know how we end this thing. Uh, as done. always, uh, hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan out there, Joe Talk to you next week. Yeah. Catch the real play from a Cowboys fan. Be like a Cut!